it's a great time of year to do it. Most people are taking some time off. It's a fantastic time to sit down and plan. If you haven't started planning by this time in December, you're behind. Plan things out, visualize them, and set a plan out to go accomplish them. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips, Heather Marchant here. Hello. We just had a really cool day, Heather. We did. It was was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Okay, so this, guys, if you own a business, we're just, look at me jumping right into this, Heather. (laughs) We, I'm sure that we've mentioned it multiple times. I don't know if you picked up on it or not, but our business is entirely, what's the word that just flew out of my mind? Remote. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're recording this late for Ron on a Friday. Friday. (laughs) So just so you guys know. It's been a big week for you, Ron. Big week. It really has. It really has. If if y'all didn't know, I am a grandpa now. Grandpa Ron over here. And yeah. I'm super excited about this. So like, uh, I've been looking forward to being a grand grandpa for a long, long time. Like as long as I've known you, because yeah, my kids I, would like think of you like a grandpa. Because you, I have been spoiling better. children <laughs> for a long time. After mine were old enough that you know they were a different kind of cute, not the little tiny cute. I started spoiling other people's children, which has been so much fun. I really enjoy mm-hmm. it. And now I have this awesome little grandson. And so that happened this week, guys. I turned into a grandpa. So pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah pretty cool. Pretty cool. So it's been, um, that's why it's a Friday afternoon. Really? I mean, you had a little, yeah, bit we of- planned this. We planned this to be in our normal time. And yeah, well, you know, John, John had other plans. So he just decided to come. And so anyway, it's perfect. Happy, happy. He's here. Looking forward to um, holding him more. <laughs> And I'm just telling you right now, Heather, that that if if he comes over, it might interfere with our recording of podcasts. So, You're like, I'm out. It's done. I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> Grandson's home. Okay. Too exciting. <laughs> but we had a really cool day today. We thought we'd share with you guys. I mean, we we have a remote business. We have people out of the country. We have people in the country, all over the country. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I know we've talked about this before, but... Because of that, we're able to get really awesome talent and we're able to get people that fit our core values. And it's just easier because we can shop the whole country over. And one of our core values is fun. And it's one of four. That's 25% of our core values. And having a remote team and having fun can be a little bit tricky. Having a, having a fun culture and work environment. And since that meeting has ended, Ron, I have received three text messages. Our team is relatively small, but three text messages thanking me for putting the time in and for putting together our Christmas party that we hosted for the really the first time I first can time. think of on Zoom. First time ever, because usually, uh, I mean, because the company was based out of Utah, well... Since it's rebirth, I guess I'm not going to say inception um, because I did, as you guys know, have a partnership dissolution. And so the inception of NUCO, it's been in Utah. So we've yeah. had most of our people who have been in Utah. And even last year, we flew people into Utah and we did a, a company party in person in Utah. 
This year, though, even the people who are in Utah have moved out of the state because they don't have to be there and wives or husbands moved and life happens. And so now people are everywhere. We're thinking, oh my gosh, like we have to to fly everybody all over the place during Christmas, which is impossible because everybody Mm -hmm. has family stuff they're doing and stuff like that. So we decided to do a virtual party and I'm not going to lie, Heather, I was a little bit concerned about it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, because I thought it'd be really boring. I mean, it's Zoom. Yeah. And I mean, Heather and I are sitting here on Zoom, but this is like 20 minutes. It's not a company party. Heather and I get to blather on about whatever we want. And for whatever reason, you guys like it. So we keep doing it. And you know what? An hour and a half party where usually we go sit down to dinner, everybody chats and we reminisce and we, you know, we do all this fun stuff, eat and pass out gifts and we have this really cool party. Yeah. And so today since I was going to be really different and it's the first time we've ever done anything like that really. I was a little nervous. But Heather, it was really fun. So it we was did so a cool. We did a favorite things party. Just I told Ron, I'm like, "Man, we should just like give a little bit for a second to give people ideas that are maybe in our same boat. They're trying to think of a way to celebrate with your team, but scheduling something's tricky. We did it during the day, which was something we really thought about. We want to involve families. We thought about doing gingerbread houses and involving the whole family of every team member. But we realized everyone has stuff. I mean, there's so much during Mm -hmm. this time of year that an evening is tricky to schedule. And then, so when we decided on daytime and just the team, not family members, we went with, okay, how are we going to engage people? So everyone sent an advance, uh, something that was their favorite thing. And we gave them a budget and they came, uh, they sent everything over to my assistant who prepared all the slides. Shout out to Angel. She's amazing. And she prepared all the slides and everyone just went through. It was a full hour of just like, this is why I love this one thing that changes my life in some way or another. (laughs) And even if it was like soap to a humidifier, I mean, it was all over the place with what people had considered their favorite thing. But you learn about each other about what's going on in each other's lives and what people are interested in, which is really cool. Um, And then at the end, they got to look back on all of those and pick one of those items that we're sending to them. So someone else's favorite thing, learning and learning about it and having it become maybe one of your favorite things. Super cool. And then everybody could just like shop for a couple of those things, whatever they liked from all of it and and get it sent to them, you know, Merry Christmas. And And then my wife found this other game, which was also really cool. It's like the um, mm-hmm. my new favorite version of beer pong. <laughs> yeah, true. Because I never <laughs> really understood beer pong. I figure if you want to get drunk, you could just get drunk. You didn't need to really toss a ball into a solo cup. But we used solo cups, Heather. And because true. of that, I it like was set pong. up very similar to beer pong. There was just no ball, no beer. But it was fun. We put 60 beer pong cups out upside down and numbered them one through 60. And we just put stuff underneath all of them, like Merry Christmas stuff. And some of it was, some of it was like, what did I get? I got something that was so not cool. Oh, what did you get? Now now I'm going to look it up because I, that's how bad it was guys. I forgot what it was, but there was some (laughs) like, you know, you got punked stuff. And, and then there was an empty cup. Oh, yeah, I got plenty of empty cups. (laughs) We had 10 empty cups and I must have gotten two of them. Poor Angel got like three or four of them. 
Yeah. We let her keep drawing though, guys. I didn't get extra draws. What did I get? It was something like... I know. I'm looking. You got a dollar and then you got a $10. You got an empty cup. What was your other thing? I can't find it. I don't know. She probably didn't put it down because it was pathetic, whatever it was. (laughs) It was like a get out of jail free card in in Monopoly. You're just like, oh, I mean, I'm probably not going to jail. And if even if I do, this is stupid. I can just pay $50 to get out. Anyway, it was kind of like that. But... There were really cool prizes under there, you know. Several of them had five hundred dollars under them. Some had a hundred dollars under them, and some of them had really funny but good, yeah, gifts underneath. Underneath, like them. white elephant type of things, yeah, yeah. But I mean, kind of cool stuff. And anyway, we had an hour and a half worth of a really good time, like we do, making fun of each other and having a blast, <laughs> and uh, and we did it on Zoom. So yeah. if you're a business owner and you have remote staff, even partial remote staff, you can include everybody and you can have fun. This doesn't have to be drudgery. On yeah. Zoom. And I would add to that too, that a lot of families are remote this time of year, right? Mm-hmm. If you have family living across the country and they can't travel or whatever home for the holidays, plan a family Christmas party and get on Zoom. Super That's fun. Great there's idea. tons. There's more and more ideas online right now, you guys, to to go and make it fun. There's lots, there's a couple companies that have come and emerged out of COVID that plan activities for people. We've hired them for one of our events and we did a murder mystery. There's escape rooms, all sorts of stuff you can do over Zoom that are a blast. So. And I'd just like to say though, that the one that we did today is the best one we've done. True. Probably because we planned it. It wasn't (laughs) planned for us. So we got to put our own personalities into it. Heather did an amazing job putting it all together. White. Angel's help. Yeah, she did a great <laughs> job with the solo cups. So there's ideas out there, guys. You just take care of your people. Make sure you take care of your people. Everybody feels like Christmas has been a great time of year for them. Yeah. Whether they celebrate it or not. Somebody told me the other day that they didn't celebrate. I said, it's okay. I'm, I'm celebrating for you. Yeah. I'm still no giving you a Christmas gift. I don't even care. Yeah. So you can bah humbug me when I give it to you. I'm still giving it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I never turn down a reason to celebrate ever. I mean, yeah. I've been known in my neighborhood to put together a party for lots of randomness because I think it's awesome to be able to celebrate. So it is one of my favorite times of year. My wife and I love this time of year. We randomly give stuff out to people and mm-hmm. we try really hard to give it to uh, people who get, you know, in the service industry, in the hospitality industry, people who just kind of get overlooked. And it is so much fun. Yeah. And Mr. Bah Humbug is one of our favorite waiters at a local restaurant here. And it doesn't matter. We're still going to, we're still going to mm-hmm. hook him up for Christmas. So I love that's that. a lot that's of fun. Awesome. Our, our favorite restaurant, we walk around and give all of the uh, servers that have served us during the year, a big cash tip, whether they're at our table or not, we just walk around and give them money. It's really, it's of, yep. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so, but I mean, goodness, they've served us all year long. And most of these people mm-hmm. we know, they know us by name because we eat out a little too much <laughs> at that particular restaurant. So whatever it is for you, get out and enjoy. And even if, look, if you're not a Christian, who cares? Everybody during this time of year is just kind of in a, in a different giving spirit. I like to believe it's because, you know, what Christ taught, whether you believe in him or whatever, it's what we all should be doing anyway. And so yeah. whether you believe in him or not, we should all be good to each other. And this is a great time of year to just knock it out of the park. Yeah. And okay. try to really remember the people who may not be remembered. At least that's that's what we try to do. And it's a lot of fun to just give. Um, and if you don't have money, 
give of yourself. Give mm-hmm. somehow this month. It's just great. Yep. Amen. It's also Amen. a great time of year, Heather, because the year is ending. <laughs> Let's get it over with. <laughs> it's it's ending. And to me, to me, this is like a it's time for the preparation of this rebirth into a new year. It's a really cool time because if you're not happy with something, you can just change it. Yeah. Now, you don't have to wait until January to change stuff. That's not what my point is. But this is like, this is one of those times when everybody acknowledges it's the end of something. It's the end of the year. Calendar year is over, right? In business, unless you're one of those funky businesses that has a, a you know, mid-year end of um, your business year. This is when the business in your year ends too, for tax purposes and everything else, mm-hmm. right? It's a great time to sit down and just reminisce on what happened. Yeah, we've been doing that together, going through our individual, you know, the businesses, our individual lives as well. I mean, I love the traction approach that kind of bridges your personal life with work life. That the beginning of the meeting, we go through our personal best and our business best, that it's kind of all encompassing, which is so for those of you who are new to the show, traction is a book. Mm-hmm. That book teaches EOS, which is the Entrepreneur Operating System, and it's a way to run your business, a methodology to run your business. That's what Heather's talking about. Yeah. But we we reflect on that every quarter, but then to do it at the end of the year, it's different. I mean, four quarters is a long time being able to reflect on what went well and what what we want the next year to look like, right? So looking back for, man, a hot minute, I guess, but a lot of looking forward what we want next year to look like. And it's where Ron lives a lot of the time. I mean, you're you're a great you have a great gift of being a visionary, seeing, seeing and projecting what you want to have happen. And I follow your lead a lot. And I've been trying really hard in the last six months to more not rely on your vision that I actually, you know, work at it. It takes work for me. <laughs> For you, it's a little more fun and natural. It's your genius zone. But looking and seeing and projecting what I want for 2023. So personal, business, all of it. It's a great time of year to do it because typically people are slowing down while they're ramping up all of their family stuff and the holidays. But, you know, almost everybody, with the exception of retail and some other um, industries, most people are taking some time off. During that time off, it's a fantastic time to sit down and plan. Try to figure out what the heck. If you haven't started planning by this time in December, you're behind. Yeah. And starting out the year with no plan is a, I mean, that's a recipe for at least a quarter of not a whole lot happening because you have to be able to deliver this vision to your team and mm-hmm. give them the path to be able to get to wherever it is that you want to go as a company or, or, or in your personal life or whatever, right? Like Heather was talking about, actually plan things out, visualize them and set a plan out to go accomplish them. Yeah. It's such a great time. I agree because if I feel like if I waited till January, I'd already be missing. If we tried to schedule that, Ron, you'd be a week or two into the year before you really. Especially if you're trying to do it with other people that are on your team. Mm-hmm. And if you wait until the end of the month, well, everybody's going to be gone. Yeah. Christmasing and New Year'sing 
and everything else, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> whatever that means for you. And for awesome. some people, that can mean that, you know, two days after the new year, they're not worth anything either, depending upon how you celebrate New Year's. So it's a really, really good time. And I love getting a little bit of a jump on the new year anyway, because goal setting is really important, but vision is more important. And everybody equates January with goal setting. Really, all goal setting is, is just the plan. It's just a plan to get to your vision. That's really all it is. But if you don't have a vision, all you're going to end up doing is creating New Year's resolutions that you stop doing within two weeks, like everyone else on the planet. And, yep. and you're just going to feel like a failure before January is even over. That's a really good point. What is the difference to you w between the vision component and in year's resolution? I think that this is where people get confused. Everybody, um, everybody is, tries to um, figure out how to stay motivated. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't stay motivated. So we all like to live at a stasis, right? The, so if you guys picture a graph and the graph, it's a line graph, right? And the middle line is zero. It's like stasis. We're all comfortable there. And what happens is, is as you get motivated, you go up, right? Emotionally positive, everything's going good. But the first thing that happens knocks you down. It usually knocks you down below the line. And now you're like, man, this sucks. Mm -hmm. And so your natural inclination is to go back up to stasis. And if you stay there, then you don't grow. Nothing changes at all. So what you have to do is be able to get that line to instead of being a flat line to be an increase because you are going to have positive motivational days and you're going to have time suck, horrible stuff happen. Life's going to get in the way and you have to figure out how to keep yourself plodding along in spite of all of the stuff that happens, good or bad. And if you count on motivation, you're just going to be constantly falling down below the stasis line and, and crawling to get back up to what mediocrity is. A vision, in my opinion, is this idealistic place that you want to get to. It's already set and you're just going to keep working on it until you get there. Yeah, because a vision to me has a lot of feel attached to it versus a goal. For example, let's say about like your physical health that a goal is I want to lose X amount of pounds or I want to lift X amount of weight because that's kind of mindset <laughs> that. But, but if, you're, if you have that as a goal, a vision is more about how I want to be healthy to the point that I can run around and play when I'm, when I, I tell this to my kids all the time, like, why do you work out mom? I'm like, cause I want to be able to run around and play with your kids. When I'm a grandma someday, I don't want to be hobbling around or using my walker or have to take the elevator instead of the stairs. Not that I, not nothing against people that do. I don't want that in my vision for myself. And that's a whole different vibe. It's a whole different motivation than I need to lose 10 pounds whole different thing so yeah and connecting with the with the real reason why it is that we're doing things is important yeah and i think vision vision typically at least for me and for a lot of people i know vision is usually involves something bigger than me all right if, if i set goals that are selfish well i'll still hit them but it's a little more empty and they're fleeting yeah right it's true it's man, I really want to make this amount of money so I can buy this kind of car because I really want this car because of what? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Well, what's a car do for me? 
And I've talked to a lot of people who've uh, who've had financial success to where they could buy whatever car they want and they can, you know, if there's a gadget, they can go get it. They can go get whatever they want. Life at that point becomes, it's all kind of a, so what? Yeah. So what? <clears throat> okay. So you bought a Bentley. So what, what did it do for you? And typically for most people, it's pretty fleeting. Like it's, yeah. it's cool for a minute and then it's not cool, that cool anymore. I mean, I guess, you know, Bentleys are always kind of cool. I don't want one, but I mean, if, if that's your jam, then they're always going to be probably pretty cool. But it's not like you're, uh, it doesn't really do anything for you any more than a Honda Civic. I mean, you, you, you get to do it in style, which by the way, I am not suggesting that you shouldn't because as Heather knows, I, I do like nice vehicles, but my vision doesn't operate around a cool car. It just doesn't. It operates mostly around my family, how I want to live, what kind of a legacy I want to leave. It's a bigger picture. And those things, that allows me to continue down the road without constantly needing motivation. It's kind of like this. Like People ask me why I take pre-workout. Well, I take pre-workout because it, it amps me up. I feel like more of an animal in the gym when I go in there because Heather and I like to lift heavy weights and I like to I lift do. heavy weights. Well, I like that. I like the feeling of it, but I can't maintain, like you can't take pre-workout yeah. all day long. You can't live in that moment all the time. And you really kind of need to cycle off of it every now and again, because otherwise it, it loses its impact. Exactly. And that's kind of what motivation is. So if I can't go to the gym and lift without pre-workout, I've got a different problem because the motive, the quote motivation is gone if you don't take the pre-workout. Right. And so there has to be a bigger reason. There has to be a bigger why that you're going and doing what you're doing because the motivation is fleeting as well. Yeah. If you're counting on motivation, you're just going to be constantly struggling, unfortunately. So I haven't really talked about this on the show, I don't think, but Ron knows this about me. You know this about me. I grew up obese from a young age, pretty young. And one day I found this book and I, I'm going to think of it by the time the show's over. But at the beginning of the book, it talked about why. It was the first time that I really checked into the why behind why I wanted to change my lifestyle and have a healthier body. And I haven't told very many people this, so now everybody knows. But <laughs> but I wrote the answers to these like 15 or so questions. And it was very specific, very specific questions. And I got it on one page, typed it up. No shocker, I'm a typist. I and that was years. This is decades ago. And I folded it in half and I put it next to my nightstand in college. And I would kind of untape it and read it and tape it back up again. And I didn't have to... For a while, I read it all the time. All the time. Like, why am I doing this? What it, This is hard. And it's tough. When you are heavy... To work out is pain, literally painful. And so I had to recheck in to the reason why, which in a lot of ways, reflecting on it, since you were saying this around this, is what came to my mind of my vision for my life. It was yeah. really essentially that's what it was. And I had tried every little everything you can imagine since I was about 10 years old to change my lifestyle. And that was when it finally stuck for me because I knew why I was doing it, not just, yeah, if I just could fit into this size clothes or whatever. So I think it's 
I think we're probably belaboring the point, but man, it's so good to really get clear as to what you want in 2023 and the why behind it. So yeah. And I'm just going to guess because while I know that about Heather, I don't know what was written on your paper, but I'm going to guess that most of what was written on your paper was an internal thing and it was not external. Yeah. A lot. Yep. And I think a lot of people, so if we're just talking about fitness, because it's one of the things that uh, in January, every like yeah. everybody goes, yeah, I'm going to get fit this year. And almost nobody does. Yeah. And almost, I think in almost every one of those situations, they're either trying to get fit for someone else or because they think someone else wants them to be fit or because externally, especially right now with social media, like they just want to look better for everybody else. And that is a losing game, people. Mm-hmm. It is financially... It is uh, in your fitness. It is in family. It is in every way a loser. You have to figure out. I have to figure out what is it that I want and why is it that I want that? And I need to figure out a little bit deeper than I want to look good naked. Yeah. Right. I need to figure out like, why, why, why Mm -hmm. is that important to me? Because until you can connect with that, like Heather said, being fit, it's hard work. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think it's funny because <laughs> so many people, there's all these jokes. Uh, one of my one of my favorite comedians has this bit about going to the gym. And he's like, why are you here? You don't need to be here. And the, the mm-hmm. funny thing is that they look like that because they're there. Yeah, because they've been sure. there for a lot of years. Because they eat right. And because they do all these other things. And it's, it's comical because he's, you know, completely out of shape. And part of his... You know, shtick is that he's out of shape, but yeah. And yes, we we may be belaboring the uh, the physical component here, but every single one of the pieces of a vision, it's the same thing. It's all hard. Yeah, becoming financially well off is hard. It is not easy. It's simple, but it is not easy. Yep. Being physically fit is simple, but it is not easy. No. Being a great Husband, wife, father, mother, you know, person, Christian, if you're one. It's all simple, but it's not easy. None of them are easy. And so, you know, if you're if you're waiting on motivation, and I think that's that's part of the thing you were saying. I don't want to like gloss over it, Heather. Part of what you were saying was that the motivation thing didn't work. Yeah. No. For years it didn't work. A long time. Yeah. And those of you who are seeing this on video, you're looking and going, obese? <laughs> yeah. There is no way. <laughs> and um, when Heather yeah. first like came out of Rochelle and actually showed me the picture, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, this is, you guys, <laughs> what she's been able to do to transform herself and maintain for years is not something that happens because of motivation. It's because of, I am changing. This is why I'm changing. And I'm not going back to that lifestyle again. Yeah. That's different than a motivation. It's just it's just so different. different. So different. I never I don't I didn't I think that time was the first time I didn't really set a weight loss goal like going to drop 20 pounds by this date. No. I mean I dropped probably 75 pounds over the course of I mean several years, but it was 
man, I fell in love with exercise because I I opened my mind up to like trying something and have not just hating it, you know, just stuff. Oh, I could go. I, this could be an hour long diatribe about it, but just having that clear vision. I remember only a couple of the answers from that paper. I'm sure I have it somewhere in a box in my house, but um, it, it really was about how I felt inside and how I didn't like do a hike without having to take lots of breaks. And I couldn't really enjoy it because I was in my head just thinking about how heavy I was breathing instead of being able to enjoy what I was seeing, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. It was so much about how it was, what it was like living in a body that felt like it was not mine in some ways and going, man, I don't want to feel like that. It was so little about how people perceived me and more how I perceived myself. So, And you know, if you just think through, there's so many people that I've met through, through business, mostly business, where they're living that way in their personal and professional lives. Mm-hmm. Like they're a complete mess. And the way out is simple, but it's really hard. Yeah. And I guess what I'm saying is that this time of year, once once everything slows down, which is usually right after Christmas, and you get a pause for about a week, it's a great time to sit and just reflect on things like that. Like, am I really living the life I want to live in my business, in my spiritual life, in my physical life, in my family life, with my friends? I mean... Is, or are there things that I would like to change? And when I say change, like Heather was talking about, like really change, yeah. take the hard route and just actually change it. It's this time of year too, when people get sold a whole bunch of things for <laughs> fitness. I mean, for the yeah. fitness industry, like yeah, it's huge, right? It's huge. So big. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing for the, for all the gurus, right? Because everybody wants to change their financial life this time of year too. Just whatever you do, don't take the easy way. There is no easy way to get fit. It doesn't exist. There isn't. Sorry, it doesn't exist. There isn't really an easy way to get financially free either. I mean, I guess there are, but the odds of you winning the Powerball, (laughs) I mean, let's just be honest. That's probably not for for you and for me, it's probably not going to happen. I mean, for me, it's not going to happen. I don't play it, but it's not going to happen. The easy button is the worst way to do it anyway, because you're not going to appreciate it, mm-hmm. but you can do it. I mean, Heather and I come in here every week and we drop some kind of a gym about how you can do it because we've watched literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people just through our company. Let not That doesn't even count all of the people we know who are being helped by other people mm-hmm. that we know. Tens of thousands of people who are doing it all because they made the decision to do it. And then they're just sticking with their decision to change. It's really not much more complicated than that. But you have to go through the work of building the vision and why it's important work. And this is a fantastic time of year. It's my favorite time of year to do it. Yeah, I've I've known that about you for years. And it rubs off, you know, surrounding yourself with people that that view life that way, you know, your inner circle of friends and family, super powerful. There is something magical that happens. I think we talked about it on the show before, Heather. There is something magical that happens when you, when you do what Heather did, when you write it down, 
on a piece of paper or multiple pieces of paper or like all over the freaking place and you read it over and over again. And it's not like, you know, the book, The Secret, where if you just will it to be, it it happens. It's BS. It does. That's not how it works. Yes. But when you, <laughs> when you actually write it down, what, a, what really happens is you're, we are built problem solvers. So if we're staring at the problem and what we want, that delta gets filled by creativity. In order to turn the creativity on and be open to the opportunities that can, will be placed along, they're all over the place anyway. You just don't see them because you haven't tuned into them. What this does is it tunes you into those opportunities. It's not magic. There's no secret spiritual sauce. It's literally just turning on what we've been given by God, which is our brain power to solve problems that are put in front of us and recognize the opportunities that are littered about in front of us. And that's, that's really it. That's it. Yeah. And from a financial perspective, Heather and I've talked about this, I don't know how many times, but when, when I say I want something, it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm gonna That's get a matter it. of time <laughs> is all it is. It's going to happen. And I get really creative about solving that problem. And again, it's not simple or, or it's, not, it's not easy, but it's simple. The solutions are always simple. And you told me that the other day when we were chatting, actually in our talking about 2023, of if you focus on what, you're gonna, what you want and you allow your brain to really focus on it, instead of telling you all the reasons you can't do it, like limiting those limiting beliefs or limiting conversation even of like, well, this is why I can't do it. Instead, turning on the part of your brain, that creative part. And man, that's been so powerful because I'm going, okay, this trying to achieve this for 2023 requires all of these things is where my brain goes. And then I'm, I've been in, living in the space of, okay, how am I going to get that? Instead of living in the space of, yeah, there's no way. This is impossible. I can't yeah, because it. it's if you set goals or create visions that are really big, it can be very overwhelming. And that that's what Heather's talking about. And some of you who are listening to this go, yeah, I feel overwhelmed every year with all the stuff I want. <laughs> and, I, and I completely understand that. So what do you do then? Do you shrink your vision? Do you shrink your goals? Or do you get overly creative about how how can I do this? Who can I involve to help me do this so that I can get where I want to go and not have to feel completely overwhelmed? And then when, when Heather and I are sitting down planning business stuff, that's what we do. Heather's like, you know, I'll bring one of my brilliant ideas to the table. And Heather was like, oh my gosh, Ron, that is a lot of work. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's no big deal. And Heather's in the back of her head, she's going, whatever, no big deal. <laughs> I'm operations over here. This is a big deal. We just sit together and, you know, Heather's brilliance is her operational mind and rubber hitting the, the, the road. And my brilliance is coming up with solutions to every single roadblock. And almost every single time, it's not that Ron and Heather are going to do it all. We're going to involve a whole bunch of other people to help us do it. And by so doing, we're going to serve a whole bunch of people, both by employing them and serving all of the people that whatever cool vision idea this is serves. And it's going to serve us ultimately as well and help us get more of the vision check off check mark boxes that we want our lives to look like. You can do the same thing. There is 
nothing stopping you. Literally nothing. I have nothing else to add. That was great. I Merry agree. Christmas, everybody. And whether you, whether you celebrate it or not, still Merry Christmas to you out there. <laughs> so until next week, get out there and make something happen. Bye, guys. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to GetRealEstateSuccess.com.